Here's an old man question for you. Oh Carl. boy. What all these pop stars, right? <gasps> I can feel your pulse quickening already. No, I think it's slowed, actually. Oh, I'm like, like nearing oh. closer to death through my heart just stopping. Okay. You know yeah. all these pop stars these days? Yeah. Why is there like a where did the start where they like round their vowels like crazy? Can you give me an example? No, because I would have to sing. But they have this like affected tone. It's like almost like a little kid voice thing going on that like everybody uses where they don't sound like people talking. I have no clue what you're talking about. Okay, there was a song that just came out recently. Um, and I'll put a little snippet of it right here so people at home know what I'm talking about and Carly will look like an idiot. <laughs> but now I'm 20 something. I still know nothing. Well, this people at home can't hear it yet, so I don't know what the heck okay. you're talking about. Just know that I'm right. Carly, this is pillows okay. on the windows. <laughs> what a great warm-up. You describe something. Give me no <laughs> context <laughs> at all. <laughs> Is no better to restate what just happened, Carly, my co-host on this show about movies. Yes. We're having fun today. Mm-hmm. Carly, let's jump right on it. I want to talk about Lake Mungo with you. Okay. This was a really good pick, Car. Oh, thank you. Why do you say that? It's very interesting. It's so unlike any other movie. It kind of is. I can't tell if you're being <laughs> facetious or not, but it is. Uh, I started out facetious and I was like, well, mm-hmm. No, I'll be sincere about it. Okay. Take Um, me on that journey. No, I don't know. Um, I was I was hoping you would do that part because I just have some very specific things I want to talk about. (sighs) But uh, it's like a horror movie filmed as a documentary. Which is also kind of drawing from like some prestige horror elements, even though it predates a lot of the movies I would assume it would be drawing from um, where it's kind of like this story about this family grieving more than anything. Um, And that documentary format is really interesting in the way they do it because it's almost like a true crime show or something. Mm -hmm. And I so wanted it to be a little better than it was, but the concept is so fascinating to me. What was missing for you? Like what what didn't perform as you wanted? Um the so as soon as I see like video in a movie, yeah. My my guard goes up, my my fences. I build a fence immediately <laughs> okay. between me and the movie where it's like this is old footage and then they like put stupid filters on it so it looks like no video ever shot by anyone looks. Do you know what mm-hmm. I'm talking about? There's a little bit of that in this movie. Okay. So I immediately was like, oh, no, I'm going to be staring at fake footage for an entire movie and it's supposed to be scary. Yeah. And I think they get better as it goes or something. Or I just didn't care as much because I actually found myself enjoying the movie a lot. Yeah, sure. Um, But the first 10 minutes I was like, oh, no, I can't watch this. This is going to be terrible. Um, And then I think the editing really lets this movie down because they stomp on any scary moment by telling you that it like it, there's a version of this movie where all you do is cut out the soundtrack and it's like eight times better dude yeah i guess if not like nine. I, I don't know i so 
you referenced true crime as like maybe a comp. I feel like my comp would be this is a better version of you know those ghosty shows that would be on like the Travel <laughs> Channel. Totally. Yeah. Okay. Can I ask? Do you remember? I may have asked you this before. Do you remember watching one of those shows when we were very young? Okay. And it like clearly shouldn't have been on. Okay. Looking at you, mom and dad. Uh-huh. And they there was this recreation of these ghost girls dancing around a fountain. <laughs> yes, exactly. Scarred me for life. I think that no. is a huge reason why I am so scared of ghosts. I have no idea what you're talking about, but that sounds terrifying. It was so scary. And like, I can't, I, I cannot watch those shows now as an adult. Like, Scar. The, yeah, you're so cheesy. I, I know, I know. So to me. This, this is like manna from heaven. This is like the scariest movie ever made. It's a, it terrified me. And I think like it is eons better than any of those shows are like those shows are so 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 silly but i feel like that's more so what it was going for it's like what if there was one of those shows but good um and i think like i'm so so glad that they don't do what they could have which is like yeah do like creepy recreations or something like i don't think they need to because they built the plot around it being like some kind of found footage stuff but People but, pointed out that like this, for all of the scary movies that use this as a tactic where it's like a documentary team making a movie about scary events, this by far from what I've seen was the closest to like not breaking from that format. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what do you mean by breaking from? Um, like not involving the personalities of the people making the documentary and oh, not okay. like all of it is um retroactive so like i there's nothing in the documentary that like feels oh that's scary because it's happening to right the exactly crew or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah yeah right totally yeah but at the same time don't they kind of break the format by having recreations of things that supposedly already happened well i'm glad that they broke that i guess it kind of threw me, though, because it's like and then we went to the beach house, you know, towards the end and it shows them arriving at the beach house. And like, like, is this happening now? Did this happen already? And if it happened already, why am why are you shooting it for this movie? Like it didn't. I was like, what what's happening? I guess I, I'm assuming that the documentary crew came in right after crew, things started sure. happening and then like are following okay. the journey there on. Uh, okay sure it yeah. just seems like something like a hurdle for this format where i don't know it, it's like they wrote themselves into a corner or something at some point because you have to make a movie right but also present this as like something that happened that you're covering so it's like yeah yeah that kind of rubbed me the wrong way but just this idea of ambiguity in media yeah is so fascinating and they they do a, a lot with it and it's yeah. excellent yeah i like they do it so many times but the yeah. zooms into the pixelated images yeah i wanted Great. to just like end it all each time they yeah. were doing that yeah. i wanted it to be but over the soundtrack sucks in those parts though i like, don't even Whoa. notice i guess i was genuine like this is 
I feel like I've said this a few times, but maybe that's because we watched the Blair Witch movies. Like, this is the most scared I've been in a while. It really, really okay. scared me. It so maybe the cheesy music was working on me. I don't know. <laughs> okay. 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 Sure. Um, I was never scared during this movie. I just thought it was kind of like a cool concept. Yeah. But after it finished and I was just sitting alone in my dark apartment. Yeah. It was a little creepy. Yeah, I had nightmares about this multiple nights in a row. And like, (laughs) I can't stop thinking about the image of the daughter standing over the bed. Like, I just, I wish I'd never seen it. I, I, yeah, it's terrifying. That gets at the part in Hereditary that I, that actually like gave me nightmares years later. Yeah. Where she sees the ghost of her mom. Yeah. Just standing there, just just standing there. And it's she like leans into it because she can't quite tell what she's looking at. Yeah. That stuff freaks me out because that is the kind of thing where you look over at your window at night and there's a face there or something. That's yeah. like that's that primal fear that gets to me. That's like the good Tucker horror, I think, is just like looking over and something's there that you don't expect. And I think this is so excellent, too, because with the exception of the ghost that is haunting the girl who ends up dying, like there it's not a malicious force. Like, I think that's another huge difference between this movie and a lot of scary movies is the ghost that is haunting this home is not doing anything. It's literally just existing there. Yeah. But it's still so, so unsettling. Yes. Yeah. Mostly just like that concept isn't well, I, Again, I don't think ghosts are scary because it's such a <laughs> stupid concept. But uh, it's more, I guess I'm more interested in kind of the story they're trying to tell more than the ghost being scary. Because even when I think they try to make the ghost scary, I don't think it works necessarily. Um, I, I guess I don't know why uh, it doesn't work. And I don't know why... It works for you, I guess, the 30th time they do it, necessarily. It's more interesting, I think, some of the other things that this movie gets into. Um, like the the really interesting thing that happens when, she, when the mom goes to therapy. And she starts to connect <gasps> to something yes. that happened already. Yep. In a really interesting way. I'm trying to talk around some of the like spoilery stuff going on towards yeah. the end of this movie, but uh, as well as kind of the thing you mentioned where this girl is being haunted by a ghost and it leading to her death, but it's not quite what you would expect, I guess, towards the end. All of that was super interesting. And both things I, that I feel like I'd never seen quite like that before. Like, I, I yes. agree. I think those are the two just like standout concepts that totally set this apart from other movies like this. Like, yeah, yeah, the moment where, like you mentioned, the mom is like taking you through a moment that becomes important in the movie later. I, it just like, I think that's why it's so they can get away with the 20th shot of the ghost is like, (laughs) It feels so real. Like, it feels like yeah. if there were ghosts and this happened, it it would play out like that. And that would be the psychology of it. And this is how people would handle it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Totally. Which I think is like a, it, that has it in common with Hereditary, where like, I think one of the scariest 
parts to me in Hereditary was the seance and you're watching Tony Collette like actually react to how a human would probably react to a spirit being around. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yep. And it's just so terrifying. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. They're like really well acted, I thought, mm-hmm. for what it is. Seem um, like super real people. Yes. Yeah. Like the kid, the teenage boy mm-hmm. acts like I expect a kid that age to act in this situation. Yeah. Like completely. And um, I think it's really nice. Like there's some family drama that happens there. And it, it, that could so totally be played up and like made into this whole tryst that like ruins this family yeah but it ends up being like more just like how a normal family would react like oh well something bad happened i guess we have to move on like moving on (laughs) yeah yeah um what did you think of it being a weird recreation of twin peaks i don't like i guess (sighs) such a i don't know (laughs) such a strange like it's not it's not key to the movie and they don't mention it at all but there's like so many parallels to twin peaks that it's like they knew what they were doing right i i feel like it's just more referential than it is like any sort of recreation which it, it goes against what like every person who reviews this movie on letterboxes but <laughs> yeah i mean they had shots of a girl who had been drowned and there's sure a With shot the last of same palmer and there's a shot of a person like by a bed you know like there yeah sure there's some commonalities i don't know i don't know i think the last name being the same kind of tips that over into this is like a a reference this is drawing from that in some way i didn't even realize it had the same last name i guess and like the whole thing with like the therapist has a tape of them talking and then there's the drama about the tape of them talking before like there's a lot going on here yeah i guess i forgot a lot about twin peaks (laughs) part of it yeah yeah and i guess like uh, the girls inner demons that we find out are kind of similar yeah yeah i don't know i guess like i i don't feel any way about that yeah I don't know. Like, yeah. I think it's fun when people make homages or references to things. And then beyond that, I don't really have an opinion. Yeah. I wouldn't say it colored my viewing either way. Really. Yeah. It was just like, oh, that's weird. Right. Hmm. Um, the, I guess the last thing I just want to say is I think the cell phone footage towards the end is so creepily <laughs> done and so realistic to yeah. what that would look like. Uh, this <sighs> as much as I am kind of frustrated by the format and stuff some of this movie is just like how has nobody done this before how right. is this like this is so perfect oh my god I like I'm getting so afraid thinking about it <laughs> it's so scary and like yeah. yeah it just really feels like all of this could happen to me in real life I don't know <sighs> for me it's less that I guess and more just um I guess I have this fascination with how brain your brain will fill in the blanks when Mm -hmm. say there's like heavy compression on a cell phone video or you're listening to like white noise or something like I used to listen to white noise to go to sleep and I would hear not talking, but like you can feel your brain almost trying to turn this into something that makes sense to you. Right. And a lot of this movie is that but then they kind of like twist it a little bit maybe or it's not exactly what you expected and yeah that's all just like oh this is so good yeah yeah 
I just, I think, like, I, I don't think it's, like, a 10 out of 10 movie, but I no. think if you want to watch something that's, like, scary and of good quality and maybe try some stuff that you haven't seen before, I think this is exactly it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't think I will very often come across a movie like this where I've never heard of it and it has this awesome idea and it actually executes it like almost perfectly. And it's like, that is great when that happens. Yeah. And, and it's so funny because I think it succeeds a lot because they showed a lot of restraint in some areas. Like they could yeah. have just gone all in in a way that, again, like I think a lot of other found footage type or documentary type horror movies do and then they also like completely lack restraint <laughs> like, yeah, like yeah. The 20th pan i don't know it's just such an interesting <laughs> balance uh, oh. god it's great when well no more spoilers i guess okay. i thought the end credits were unnecessary i don't recall where it's like here's that shot again but maybe we zoom in on a different oh, part. Oh, I see, I see, I see. I, like, I mean, okay, I think sure. you kind of... I'm... I'm glad that they did because I've, I think some of the stuff that happens with the psychiatry or psychology scenes, I think that, okay. like, makes it all kind of round out. Okay. It's just they do it, like, four times in a row, and I'm like, okay, I got it the first time. I sure, yeah. The movie's over. Let's Let's go home. We're yeah. done. Let's stop doing this. Okay. Can I ask, what did you think about the all of the many, many um, time lapse? Not like time lapse of inside Ooh, the house, but just the exteriors. Yeah. Um, yeah. I guess I don't have any complaints. I thought it set the mood and it was all very well shot. So yeah. I was like, this was good. I don't know. Did you find it creepy? Um, I actually found it kind of comforting. I don't know. Okay. Like, I like that aesthetic a lot. Yeah. With like the cars passing and just kind of like nice townhouse looking thing. Yeah. In Australia. The thing that scared me was uh, Australia at night just seems terrifying. Yes. But they don't yeah. seem to. Mind, oh my so. God. When the mom says she's going on like night walks, <laughs> yeah. I'm like, please don't. Please. Yes. Oh my God. So call me a pessimist. But oh gosh. Oh gosh. Oh no. Uh oh. What is that car? It's just this thing on my desk falling over again and again. Okay. Okay, you ready? Yes. You're recording again? Yes. New file? Yes. Okay. All right, we had some technical difficulties. Um, a little ghosty in the machine. No, stop. Uh, Actually, really quick. Do you remember that uh, movie that we watched when we were in Florida? And it's a scary movie about like computers. Ghosts and computers. No. Oh, I do. What? I think it had the pretty guy from Lost in it. Oh, that should be easy yeah. enough to. Sawyer? No, 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 no. Uh, Boone. Huh. I don't know who any of these characters are. Okay. Boone. Oh, he's the, oh, he's the guy who gets his leg chopped off or whatever. No? Yes. Okay. And he dies. Cool. Well, I guess they, they all, all die. die right. Welcome to our lost cast. We're done with <laughs> Sensei season one. We're going to do lost season three. <laughs> Why three? The others. Oh, uh, yeah. Anyway, our podcast almost got eaten by my computer, but I think we're going to be OK. But. Let's move on to a different movie immediately. Okay. Um, Car, tell me about something 
that wasn't on the docket. Um, okay, Don't mock my coughing. I'm sorry. A complete I didn't mean to monster. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to make See, I sounded fun. Australian there. You monster. No, you're really bad at this. Oh. <laughs> I, I really yeah, need to I'm say monster. It. No. <laughs> okay, just wait till we do our movie descriptions. Oh, no. <laughs> What'd you watch, Gar? Um, I watched The Rider. Okay. I haven't seen The Rider. Very good. Okay. Um, so this had been on my list for a while, but it 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 made its way to the top of the list because um this director, Chloe Zhao, her new movie, Nomad Land, is yes. like okay. premiering at a bunch of festivals right now. And yes. I think like one the Golden Lion at Venice, I think that's the right name for the award in the festival. Um, okay. And yeah, it seems like it's just going to be like one of the movies of the year. Uh -oh. Um, So I wanted to, yeah, it just kind of like brought it back into my consciousness. Okay. Um, and I watched it and boy, is this movie wonderful. <laughs> it, 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 it really feels like... Uh, it was one of those, like, I'm so glad that there are uh, filmmakers telling these types of stories. Like, it's a movie about a cowboy in, on a reservation in South Dakota in, okay. like, modern times um, who competes in rodeos and has a terrible, terrible accident um, that makes him temporarily uh incapable of competing in rodeos anymore um okay. and that's like at his entire life like he he doesn't have his GED like this is kind of it for him sure. um and his family is not financially well off and he, his sister has autism like it, it, things just aren't going very well for this sure. family essentially life is happening um, to them Yes, hard. Okay. Um, and it's really just like you spend a lot of time with this young man um, and the other um, young men in his life who compete in the rodeos. And I mean, just tons of this movie is just wonderful shots of this uh, man on these like vistas in South Dakota <laughs> that are shot so beautifully. Like it is yep. visually just excellent the entire way through and so like it, it just feels so wonderful <laughs> like yeah. i don't know a better word for it it's like it, you're just seeing something that like if i get to see that in real life at some point i will be extremely lucky sort of thing um, but i think maybe the most notable aspect of this is like the people in this movie are number one, not professional actors. And number two, like this is, it's like, it's a mix between documentary and uh, uh -oh. narrative film. Like, so there, this is actually just a guy who does this. Um, and I think he had some sort of accident before. Um, and so you're just seeing uh, like this man who has this love for being a cowboy and has this love for horses and his actual family, like kind of acting, but kind of just playing out events seemingly. Um, 
And you get these incredible moments that I don't think you could get if that wasn't the way this movie is. Yeah. Uh, where, gosh, there's this incredible moment that's just a long scene of the main character training a horse to like, or like taming a horse, I guess is maybe the right word. I don't, I, I don't know the technical jargon, but like, <laughs> yeah, like this horse, uh, has never been written before and this is a way for the character to like make some money while he's healing um is to like train these horses for other people and it could only be done by someone who actually has done this before obviously and it, you're just <laughs> it's something i would I'd never think i would get to see in my life and i it's just you know those stories or like communities and worlds and people <laughs> that you never knew existed or yeah. like you never would be able to get any insight into. And this is just a like case study in a super specific population um, okay. and a super specific story. And it's incredibly moving. And I feel like I learned a lot, number one, about just, yeah, that community but also like the incredible challenges of having such a specific passion for something and having it torn away from you and not being like um a super well-off like athlete or something right like if this man doesn't have these rodeo competitions what is his life He's it's nothing. like i He's he nothing. has nowhere to go he has he literally has nothing else yeah. Um, so everything is incredibly high pressure and emotional. Um, and I highly recommend. This or Dream Horse. <laughs> okay, yeah. I don't know. I haven't seen Dream Horse, Ooh, so I can't say. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, um, but yeah, I guess like the only other thing I'll say there is like uh, Nomadland is apparently quite similar. Um Although Frances McDormand is the main character in Nomadland, obviously she's not um, a nomad. Uh, but a lot of the surrounding cast in that movie are apparently just like actual people in that situation. Oh, okay. Yeah. Huh. Hmm. Do you, I'm trying to wrap my head around the thing you said about them not being actors or it being a documentary in some way i guess i don't like she the director had them recreate what happened and then filmed it is that what you're saying no i think it's a um like there is clearly a story that and probably a script i would imagine that like all of these people got but it's telling if not their exact own story like something they theoretically could have experienced. Okay. Um, in the case of, I think the main people, and then they're, from my understanding, a lot of the more minor members of the cast are just like doing their uh, job. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Like the shot of, um, him training the horse was just like, Oh, he was, he knew how to do that. And they had some time with this horse and <laughs> sure, it, film it. <laughs> yeah. It. So she yeah. shot for 40 minutes or something while yep. he trained the horse and then they cut it into like a couple minute scene. Okay. Yeah. And it's pretty. 
It's so beautiful. <laughs> like, yeah, I, I clearly there's the gift of like the actual landscape itself is gorgeous, but the cinematographer clearly knows how to uh, best capture it. And it's like these beautiful blues and pinks. Like it's, it seems like it's kind of always shot at dusk sort of thing. Um, Golden. Yeah, it's really hour. wonderful. Ooh. It, but like way cooler, like Ooh. very cool toned. Quicksilver hour. Car. <laughs> okay. Before, in the great before time, before Letterboxd mm-hmm. and the internet, how would this movie get seen by people? Do you know? How does this work? I've never heard of this movie before, but you saw it. Um, I think film festivals, right? Like that is oh, sure. a huge avenue for movies like this. And like, uh, I forget who the production company is, but like, yeah, if, if it plays at a festival and in a 24 or something of the like snatches it up and they market it, then it gets seen by a ton of people. Okay. Now. Yeah. Now it gets seen by a ton of people, right? Like even even at its best, I can't imagine twenty years ago this movie would, unless it's like uh, I'm trying to think of an example of something getting picked up, right? And being like, now this is a big movie. Are you saying like if this was made in the '80s or something? Yes. Oh, I have no idea. (laughs) Because I'm sure movies like this were made in the '80s, but. are they just lost to time now or i mean i'm I mean, sure like, there's copies yeah, film out there. journalism and stuff like it, yeah i'm assuming it was a smaller community seeing movies like this like sure. that's right one of the wonderful things about the fact that there are streaming services is like yeah. normal people can actually watch these yeah and hear about them or for me just like oh this director has a new movie out and now i can know you know exactly yeah. what movies he or she has made in the past and i can go see if they're good and watch them or yeah. not watch them. It's yeah, a, I mean, it's a huge gift like for yeah. everything that's going wrong in the film industry. Yeah. Yeah. Streaming services are an incredible thing. We love you streaming services. Bye. <laughs> Thank you, Fandango. <laughs> Thank you, Fandango Now Plus. Thank yeah. you, Disney Plus with Mulan, which did really well, apparently, and made a ton of money. So oh, everything's good. Everything's fine. I might go see Tenet soon. Don't tell anybody. Oh, um, <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Can yeah. I ask really quick? Do you know what else this director is making? Have you heard about this? Oh, my God. Hmm. No, you're kidding. <laughs> They're making the movie based on. Uh-huh. I don't even know who this is. How would I know what they're worth? Because this is kind of within your realm. Uh, she's Speed making Eternals, the Eternals. Mm. The Marvel, next Marvel, or one of the next Marvels. I love that I'm that person of the two of us where I would know what that is. Because, <laughs> well, Car, I have true. no idea what you're talking about. Are you serious? What's the Eternals? I don't know. Well, they probably I don't freaking know, time, dude. Huh? It's probably like a fire dude or something, huh? I think it's like... A- um I, I believe that's the one where they uh have like an entirely new they're bringing in an entirely new set of characters and i think it takes place in space <laughs> odds of this director getting fired at some point and replaced by ron howard go oh god no 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 okay no I don't know how it's going to, I don't know how it works though. Like she is so bare bones, like yeah. focused on real people. I don't know. I'm interested. 
I don't know that I am. I guess I've been led down this path too many times now where I can't get excited about someone who knows what they're doing being involved in Marvel or Disney in any way. Yeah. Because what are the good ones? Well, Thor, right? Isn't that... It was fine. I'm sorry, that was kind of aggressive. It was fine. (laughs) Holy cow. (laughs) I just don't think Thor Ragnarok is good enough to justify people getting excited whenever a director comes in that is not, you know, whoever is directing all the bad Marvel movies or whatever, right? I mean, I truly can't tell the difference between a good and a bad one, so I have no perspective. Yeah, exactly. That's kind of what I'm saying. Like, even if you have somebody who knows what they're doing and has style or something to it, maybe there's a couple more colors in the movie or something, or like somebody's clothes are funky in some way, but it's not like they're going to make a not Marvel movie. It's going to be the exact same thing. Yeah, I'm sure the amount of creative control they have is not so, uh, a lot. So what's the point? Because <laughs> uh, they work for less money or something? No, I mean, in the best case, like if we're optimistic and hopeful, uh, maybe they tell a story not from the perspective of like a nerdy white dude. Dude. Um, <laughs> but I don't I don't know. We'll see. Like, I'd rather be optimistic about the Eternals than pessimistic about the Eternals. You'll never see that movie. Yeah, Carter. that's a good point, brother. <laughs> <laughs> OK. Um. Yeah. Can I throw out a quickie and then a slightly less quickie and then we can move on? Sure. Um, <clears throat> I rewatched the second Matrix movie, okay, which was kind of fascinating coming off of Sense8 because it makes way more sense now. More Sense8? Okay, moving on. Uh, the other movie <laughs> I no, 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 tell me why it makes more sense. Well, I don't know. There was just like, like there's this big rave scene that happens and then they're showing um neo and trinity you know having sex and it's shot very sense eight like and they have like the the plugs on them from being in the matrix so it's kind of like like it's i don't know it just plays into their aesthetic in a way where it makes a lot more sense where you can tell they're kind of celebrating this stuff more than Hmm. or maybe i just saw it when i was 12 or whatever and i didn't understand anything that was happening um I just think I appreciated the movie a lot more knowing where their career would go and maybe what they were trying to say with some of this stuff a little better. That's interesting. Yeah. When was the last time you'd seen it? Oh, 10 years ago, maybe. Oh, really? Okay. Um, It's not a good movie um, or it's not a great (laughs) movie. The action stuff, a lot of it holds up really well. Hmm. Um, The freeway scene is still fantastic. Uh. Some of it doesn't hold up. The CG is very bad in a lot of this movie. Oh, really? Yeah, which is a real bummer because the first Matrix still looks fantastic. I think it still has really good style to it. And then this movie's just like PS2 Keanu Reeves, like Hmm. punching people. It's not so good. Did they lose funding? Like, why do you think quality went down? I think they just had more CG going on. Okay. But it was like 2002 or whatever. So it's not like, God, like you can throw as much money as you want at this. It's still not going to look good because it's not, we're not there yet. Yeah. Um, But on the opposite end of the spectrum car, Mm -hmm. I watched Rango. Right. I saw you watch this. So good. Yeah. So incredibly good. I thought this Rango movie, Uh, Gore Verbinski, our favorite. 
We love you, <laughs> Pirates of the Caribbean movies. Oh, Praying at okay. the Altar. The Lone Ranger movie starring Johnny Depp. Um, yeah, I don't know what's going on with this man's career, but this movie is very uh, interesting. It feels to me, Carr, mm-hmm. like if the timeline had fractured and at about a bug's life, movies had not become or CG movies had not become kind of uh, codified in the way they are or like the rule book had not been written. Okay. And then a decade and a half later or whatever, we get Rango because that's where these went. It's just like into the gutter, into just like nonsense, nightmare vision of children's movie. And it's so good. <laughs> okay. Um, the art style is so strange and dark and hmm. not appealing in any way while still being like so visually stunning to look at, I think. Like well, that's your guy Roger Deakins, right? As a cinematographer somehow. <laughs> Very possible. Who is he again? He's like the one of the top cinematographers out there. Okay. His most recent win was the um Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Why can't I think of uh, God, the war movie? The Dunkirk? No. Nineteen seventeen? Yes, that one. Okay. But also okay. like a Blade Runner. He's worked oh, okay. with like a, yeah, he's he's the big guy in the game. Okay. That makes a lot of sense because a lot of the shots in this are just like expertly crafted shots, like not even from like a, you know, like a technology standpoint, just like what is being shown here is being shown so well and is so interesting in its own right. Hmm. Because this is so surreal. It's like this Western, but it's like this acid Western where towards the end things just completely stop making sense in a way but like in a very like it makes sense emotionally it makes sense in the story but if you think about it it's not something that makes any sense type of thing um and there's all these like weird allusions to fear and loathing in las vegas because johnny depp okay. is the main character here um and he actually rango the lizard actually ends up very early in the film splatting against the windshield of the main character in fear and loathing in las vegas as that <laughs> movie is happening which is like crazy and then that's never brought up again. <laughs> it's just like, and it's not, it's just not, it's not like pop culture reference parade. It's just like, it's a Western. It's like, it's not pandering in any way. It's just, okay. it just so happens to feature a bunch of animals. As hmm. um, I don't, do you like, is this, do you think it works as a kid's movie? No. Okay. No, I got like weird, like anxiety. Like I imagined, parents having to like leave the theater with their children (laughs) okay why because it's inappropriate yeah occasionally it's kind of inappropriate no not not any more than like shrek or something but Mm. uh it's just so dark and strange in a way that doesn't feel it feels like it's made for someone my age to appreciate it doesn't really feel like a kid is gonna get much out of it really i mean i could be wrong i'm sure kids love some weird kids loved this movie but it's not (laughs) um the, the only real problem I have with it, I guess, is just that the plot is not uh, anything beyond like a basic kids movie plot, really. Okay. You kind of know what's going to happen, who the bad guy is. The bad guy looks like a good guy at the beginning, but you can tell he's going to be the bad guy. And then at the okay. end, he's the bad guy. So it's a Toy Story movie is what I'm saying. Okay. <laughs> um, 
this is surprising to me in that I, I, not that I remember you having seen this, but this feels like a movie you would have already seen. Yes. You know what I mean? I was rectifying a problem by watching this. Right. Which was that I had not seen this movie. Right. Uh, really glad I did. Fantastic soundtrack also, I must say. Ooh. It's, well, uh, just like a, a good um, score or is it like yes. pop songs? Nope. There okay. is some like uh, Flight of the Valkyrie stuff going on, but otherwise it's uh, Hans Zimmer doing kind of like this oh. deep fried Western kind of thing where it's like kind of got like a little bit of a Tarantino thing going on where it's not straight up Western music. There's a lot of like drums and like rock guitar going on, but it's like super good. And it's oh, that's fun. There's this uh, band of owls following him around. And they're like the the oracles or whatever. And they're like, and then Rango went to the town and they're all playing their instruments and there's like music on. It's really good car. Oh, fun. Really I think I'll watch this. I don't, I don't know if you would like it. I'm not saying that to like drive you away. I just, I honestly could not say if you would like it or not. I mean, I like pretty looking things. This is not. <laughs> <laughs> there's some shots that are beautiful, but it's not yeah. like... Uh, I don't know. It's just there's like a dream sequence that's so strange. It's not like a dream sequence like you would get in a kids movie. It's like a dream sequence like a like all of a sudden it's like a dolly painting in real life happening hmm. to this character. I don't know. It got me amped. I was excited. Cool. Yeah. What made you finally watch it? Oh, I was going to watch Risky Business. So I went on Hulu and I was like, well, you can watch this here, but you also have to subscribe to whatever. Showtime, the, Showtime. whatever. And I was like, well, no. And then <laughs> I went back to the main menu and I was just going to turn it off. But then Rango was staring me in the face. I'm like, huh. So I watched Rango instead. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Uh, Johnny yeah. Depp does a really good job. I know we don't like Johnny Depp or where, yeah. wherever we're at with him. Uh, but I thought his performance was very good. Okay. <coughs> Should we talk about risky business, Carl? Let's do it. Should we maybe actually save risky business for the end? I don't want to end okay. with the other one. Rush, Carl? Yeah. <laughs> uh, huh. This was such a throwaway thing, too. I was like, Carl, maybe sometime we can watch Rush. And then I saw that you watched it and I saw that you gave it like one star. And I was like, all right. <laughs> Tell this is Rush. one of the worst movies I've ever seen. My oh, it's life. not that bad. Yes, it is that bad. The first half is that bad. It's irredeemable. It is once they really... get the women out of the way, then it really takes <laughs> off. This I can't. It is so like this makes me angry. <laughs> really Can you does. describe real quick what Rush is? Rush is based on the true story of what the nineteen <laughs> seventies. So angry. That's some freaking thing. I don't know. Race cars. Whatever. 1976 sure. F1 World Championships. Is that accurate? Yes. Okay. Um, and it's about these two uh, F1 rivals. drivers who are rivals. And one of them is this Austrian man, Nikki Lauda, who plays by the rules and is like very methodical in his racing. And then... Uh, his rival, played by Chris Hemsworth, <laughs> mm-hmm. is this like rock star, playboy, playboy crazy. I'm drinking because I'm I'm dark. Right. Yes. Womanizer. Yeah. 
It sounds so good. How could this be bad? Well, yes, this is one of the many reasons this movie makes me so angry is because (laughs) this is clearly an incredible story. Oh, in real life, you mean? Yes. Like Ron Howard threw it in a bag and stamped on it and then presented it as a movie. He somehow took something that is so compelling and like such a (laughs) specific look at human nature and complex relationships and made one of the worst things I've ever seen in my life. (laughs) It is frustrating. Go off, Carr. Tell me one good thing about this besides the story. He so uh, he doesn't mm. get credit for the story because it's it a true story. <laughs> yeah. And that is the only thing going for this movie. It was cool seeing old F1 cars. I don't think he gets credit for that. He, like, uh, OK, <laughs> that's fair. Because by making this movie about this time and these people, there were going to be old F1 cars in it. I suppose, it looks yeah. I this is one of the worst looking movies I've ever Absolutely, seen. Absolutely, totally. I don't understand. Okay, number one, yes, there's like the Instagram filters over absolutely everything. No one mentions it either. I don't know. I've never seen somebody mention the fact that this movie has an Instagram filter put over the entire movie. Yeah. Well, okay, this is the other really befuddling thing, and maybe this shouldn't make me so angry, but I cannot for the life of me fathom why. <laughs> Other people seem to like this movie. No, I know. This is like well-liked. Insane. Yeah. Like people who aren't even like F1 people. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. I'm not really an F1 person, but I just love Rush. Yeah. With Chris Hemsworth. Yeah. I don't get it. I don't get it. Um, Anyways. Okay. So, yeah. The the visuals here, like they're just putting filters over everything. And then it's it's super annoying because... If you're taking the opportunity to like shoot close-ups in racing scenes, yeah. wow. Probably some really cool stuff you could shoot there. No, yeah. instead we'll cut every literally 0.5 seconds to just another <laughs> close-up shot of the car at a weird angle. Oh my god. Yeah, the racing is not. I this is just a general thing, I guess. Like the Williams documentary, I thought it was way more thrilling, both as a like a human tale and also like uh, like racing action. Like it did everything Rush was trying to do like way better. Okay. And like none of the budget, I'm sure. And Yeah. And they had to use actual footage. Like they yeah. didn't have the benefit of millions of dollars to right. shoot this however you want. Right. Ron Howard's dream shot of this oh, car God. exploding is to be like really far away and kind of just like looking down at it. And there's a filter over the screen, so you can't really tell what's happening. It's like if at every fork in the road of, okay, we need to make a decision. I am Ron Howard. I'm the director. There's the right choice and the wrong choice. And he always chooses the wrong choice every time. Car. Yeah. You know what my favorite thing about F1 in the 70s was? What? When you would go to a race and there would be a guy standing there who would say, you know what? Men love cars and women are like cars. Women like men because they're close to death. (laughs) Like, I'm sure F1 drivers sat around and spoke like movie lines at each other instead of like working or whatever they were doing. Well, right. The and. I don't know. I don't. I can't say if any one part of this is the most egregious part, but perhaps the last like ten minutes is it. 
where you're getting this like moment where these two men with this complicated history are coming back together and like you're getting to see uh this is like their time for resolution yeah and it is just like garbage nonsense words about men and competition and yeah yeah yeah. Yeah. rivals yeah fight happiness Mm -hmm. race win win smirk (laughs) smirk win middle finger smirk Uh, yeah because i actually think the the japanese race at the end is actually if there's a part of this movie i think is done pretty all right i think it's that race at the end in the rain i think that gets at i think what they were trying to get at at least yeah and there's no talking which is good it is interesting because I think the point is, or the moral of the story is, um, this this competition makes these people better. Oof. It doesn't. It no. truly does not. <laughs> it makes maybe Nikki better. It like brings him down a little bit, but also like disfigures him for life. And right, yeah. and then Chris Hems like I I, I can't come down on this too much because this is how it played out but like he does the opposite of what he should have done in learning from what happens to nikki and then he wins and his life is great (laughs) i I would not i would i would have a really bad feeling about attributing anything like lifelike about like I, i guess what i'm trying to say is i would not take this movie as Nonfiction. I think this is a very yeah. Ron Howardized look at these two men and their lives. So I don't. I guess I can't go that far with it. Yeah. But yes, the moral, like Chris Hemsworth's character, his arc makes no sense to me whatsoever. No. Other than I guess he should stop drinking or whatever is going on there, and then it's like, oh, okay, and he's racing. I mean, it's he should stop doing everything he's doing. He's doing everything wrong. <laughs> But he just loves racing. He's such a good racer. Yeah. Uh, um. <laughs> and then, like, there's, like, maybe ten minutes that's, like, really thrilling. Again, just by yeah. the circumstance of the story. Over the course of two hours, sure. Yeah, so that's hours, my point. Yeah. Is like, then there's also just, like, an hour where it's Chris Hemsworth with five different women. Yeah. And it, it's so weird because with each of them, you're given just enough to like invest in them as a person or yeah. not as a person, as a character. And then they're gone. And it's like, yeah. why did, why not just have a montage of him sleeping with 10 women? I totally. don't know. Yeah. There's boobs in this movie, says Ron Howard. <laughs> yes. Um, it's like uh, if Almost Famous introduced Penny Lane and had her topless and then her character just disappeared for the rest of the movie. And it was just about like boys of the band. I can't understand. I don't know. Yeah, uh, yeah I got nothing. Uh, I kind of I guess I kind of liked Nikki driving the lady home from the party. I thought that was all right. Like there, yeah. there's banter, I guess. Yeah, that's maybe the strongest point in the script, I guess. Oof. <laughs> Oof. I love Daniel Brule. Yeah, he's great. He was great yeah. in that role, I thought. Yeah, as much as you can be too. in this movie that is a dumpster fire. But yeah. Oh, that wrong choice of words is a <laughs> not <true>. good movie. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> <laughs> mm. Yeah. I own, and like, I, 
it, it was kind of fun to see a athlete that like I could really get on board with. Okay. Like I think Nikki Lauda seems like a really cool person. Yeah. Like I, I if I I just I was with him the entire time. I was like, yeah, he's doing all the right stuff, I think. <laughs> yeah. That was yeah, kind of totally. cool. Uh I I guess I never put two and two together, but yeah, he was around as recently as a couple of years ago and people when he passed there was so much reverence for him. It was mm-hmm. like huge and I had no real understanding of who he was, but yeah, makes more sense now. I wonder if this movie would be a lot better if it was just focused on him. Like you could yeah. bring in the Chris Hemsworth character as like the foil. But are you? Yeah, because he's the foil, really. Yeah. Is Nikki. Uh, is it supposed to be like, am I? Is Chris Hemsworth supposed to be cool in this movie? Like, am I supposed to yes. be like, oh, no. <laughs> am I supposed to be envious of this, like, uh, garbage person as he just ruins his own life and those of others? I think so, because the movie hot. doesn't care about him doing things wrong. Yeah, the nurse kisses his gay sh- gaping wound that he has in <laughs> yeah. his stomach. I didn't dude. like that at all. Whoa. I really didn't like that. Did you that. like like the American Psycho where he's like having sex with the flight attendant and he's <laughs> yes. like staring at himself in the yes. mirror? Like, what is going on? What is Ron Howard trying to say? It really feels like if they just like took the male ego and untethered it from anything <laughs> and put it into a movie. Like, That's I don't bad. understand. I think that's maybe just clumsy, like somebody like I almost picture Ron Howard having no idea who these people are. And somebody's yeah. just like, oh, you know, James Hunt, he was like a playboy. And then Ron Howard's brain starts clicking and he's like, oh, and they just has him have sex with every woman he sees. Yeah, it's like this weird. Um, it feels really similar to like the musician biopics. Yes. Um but then, like, way worse, because I think it's inter- the story is more interesting than a lot of those stories. Sure, yeah. I I really hate uh, just the, how biopics always feel like they're smushing people's lives into the one arc you can follow right. in these movies. And then... Yeah. Which yeah. is why I think that if it was focused on Nikki, it would be so much better, because it's the antithesis. He is yeah. so straight-laced. He's just, like, focused on doing the best at his job he wants to be really really good and everything he's doing is focused on that yeah and then something awful happens and it's not because he was doing drugs it's not because he was a womanizer <laughs> it's just like by the nature of the sport right right yeah oh man yeah i don't know car uh i don't want to go out on a positive note but i just thought him after the accident getting back in the car was terrifying and i thought mm-hmm. they kind of portrayed that well where it's like a yeah. really claustrophobic and like you get out of that car and keep what are you doing? You shouldn't be there. Yeah. You're I uh, the blurry effect yeah. was actually, I think, really effective, but then it's so weird because it's like the whole movie it just blurry. disappears. Well, oh, and, yeah. or, and like he's like so struggling to even see the racetrack and yeah. then he like passes a car and you lose that completely and everything's yeah. fine. He's back on track. Nikki's really. Yeah, but his vision didn't get better. <laughs> no, <laughs> I don't know. Car, I have a final question for you about Rush. Yeah. This or Speed mm-hmm. Racer. Oh, <laughs> can you remind me how long Speed Racer is? Oh, it's like an hour, I think. 
No, it's 45 like minutes. Hours. No, it's not <laughs> three hours. It just feels like it. Yeah. I, I don't. Do you mean in quality or <laughs> yeah. I would want to watch? Uh, whatever. It was a, I think it was a joke question. Well, I'll answer it for reals. I think okay. quality Speed Racer, but I don't think I, I don't want to watch either of those movies yeah. again, but I think I'd rather maybe watch Rush again. Wow. I don't know. That's that's ice cold, Car. Well, <laughs> I can feel it from your. The visuals are really hard for me on Speed Racer. It's so it's like one of the best looking movies ever, and you're comparing it to Rush. I know, but at least like Rush just fades into nothing. Speed <laughs> Racer like hurts me. <laughs> that's the point. Okay, let's move on. <laughs> that's the point. <laughs> Uh, that's excellent risky business <laughs> yeah okay yes. Car, this movie's insane i could never in a million years have told you this is what risky business was about i thought it was mm-hmm. about tom cruise having fun teenage adventures his parents are out of right. town yes i have a theory that like no one under <laughs> like two percent of people under <laughs> the age of 30 have seen this movie yeah, sure. and everyone's just thinking about the fun dancing scene when he's in his socks which is like um, the first minute right yeah, yeah, yeah. And, then, and, and then it's gone before anything insane happens um <clears throat> yeah, I had no idea that this was the plot of risky business until like a couple of months ago mm-hmm. um yeah I went in fresh and I was repeatedly <laughs> like what <laughs> yeah and then it would just keep escalating. And I was like, yeah. what? Yeah. Huh. Yeah. So it's an all right movie, though. I think. I had so much fun. <laughs> yeah. I had just an incredible amount of fun. I think there are some really excellent things happening. Okay. I think it's also. Uh, there's some bad stuff. Sure. sure. Morally, maybe. Yes. Uh, <laughs> I would agree with that, Carly. Yeah. Um, I don't know that there's a great lesson coming out no. of the movie. <laughs> I would um, hope not, Carly. Young Tom Cruise is great. Okay. He's fine. He's fine. I think he's awesome. He is so Tom Cruise, though. I can't get past it. It's like looking at it's like looking at an alternate universe Tom Cruise the whole time. And he just talks like Tom Cruise and he walks like Tom Cruise. I think that might be why one of the reasons why this works more than it should, at least viewing it from 2020, is like he's he's a fully grown adult to me. Yeah. Like he is a man. He is never not a man right. in this movie, right. even though he's playing someone who's 17, right. I believe. Right. Totally. Yeah. And I don't know, like I was trying to think now, like if they were casting, if they made this movie for some reason oh my God, now, can you imagine? and it's like some young actor we know of, it would be troubling. Oh, it's troubling still, I think. <laughs> yes, it is troubling. There are some very young looking children at that party towards yes. the end. <laughs> yes. Oh, no. Doing little like eyebrow raises. Like, oh, no. Um. Yeah. I it I, it breaks my brain to try to think about somebody <laughs> taking a lesson away from this movie in any way. Uh, yeah. Tom Cruise gets into Princeton because the guy who comes <laughs> to interview him has sex with a prostitute that Tom Cruise is like 
pimping. Yeah. After a college interview. That takes place at like 9 p.m. for some yeah. reason. At his in brothel. Yes. In his home, which he has turned into a brothel for the night. To make a bunch um, of money to buy a car? Is that what's happening? Well, to pay for the repairs. Okay. And also because he's a young entrepreneur. <laughs> yeah, that's that see they don't they don't connect those well enough, I feel like. Like I get what they're saying. He yeah. got into college because he's a young entrepreneur because he started this brothel overnight. Yes. But I feel like they don't actually connect those dots in the movie. Eh, I mean, I got it. Yeah, I got it. Well, yeah. Yeah. But it was like, OK. I one of my favorite moments in the movie and just <laughs> in general. Cinema. In in cinema general. Yes. yes <laughs> um, at the conclusion of the Princeton interview and. What's the woman say? Is it Lana? Yes, sure. She asks him how to go, and he's like, "Well, it's University of <laughs> Illinois." <laughs> I just, I was so happy. Shot. Yes, it was so fun. Uh, that really felt like uh, it didn't belong in there with the rest of no. the movie. No, 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 no. It was shot so differently than yeah. the rest of the movie. <laughs> it was very funny though. Yeah. Uh, I mean, speaking of the way it's shot, this movie is. Uh, cut above what I expected from 80s teen comedy thing going on. Totally. I couldn't, I can't put my finger on what it is about the the way it's shot and the way it looks, but it, it looks wonderful and like yeah. it, artistic without <clears throat> like feeling out of place. Can you say that again? I was coughing. It, it Like it feels, it feels not high concept. It feels like it, more artsy than it needed to be, but it also yeah. doesn't feel like it doesn't belong. Right. There's like weird POV shots all of a sudden. It's like, okay. Yeah. But it's like, oh, okay, sure. Yeah. That's how this movie looks. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm just I'm like circling or cycling through all of the crazy scenes in my head. Yeah. Yeah. Like the entire last sequence where it's just these two people trying to have sex on the L. And that terrified me. What are you doing? <laughs> God. Yeah. They got diseases before they even started doing anything, Car. Well, and there's men staring at them. He's like eating a chip. And then they just take the poor guy off of the train and put him on the bench. (laughs) That's mean. (laughs) They wanted to have sex on a train for some reason. I don't know. Yeah, she has a thing for choo-choos, as Joe Pantoliano or whatever says. (laughs) Well, it's like probably licking his lips or something. Mm Mm-hmm. Joe Pantoliano is a national treasure. I say this every time he comes up, but we have to protect this man. Yeah. He's a beautiful man. He plays the same character in every single thing he's in, and I love him for it. It was very, it was a fun surprise to see him pop yes. up here. You yeah. ruined it for me. He looks I'm so, sorry. He looks young and old at the same time. Constantly, yeah. yeah. <laughs> in every single role. <laughs> like, Bound is like, what, a decade after this? And he looks like he's 40 years older in that movie or yeah. something. It's crazy. Yeah. Um, he was great. I mean, Rebecca De Mornay, I thought, was excellent mm-hmm. in this film. Um, and then there's, like, parts that just don't hit for me because it feels like it is just, like, an 80s teen comedy. Like what? 
Um, like the end where it's like very Ferris Bueller where the parents are coming home and he's got like yeah. all the furniture into the house. And it's like, okay, sure. That's- there are so many Ferris Bueller parallels here. Yeah. Oh, totally. Like all of the car stuff. Yep, yep. Chicago. Uh, right. The house yeah. is like exactly the same as the yep. Ferris Bueller house. Yeah. yeah. But this is this predates Ferris Bueller, I would think, right? Yeah, you're probably right. I mean, I don't mind the parallels either no. way. It's just so like, yeah, someone literally accidentally pushes their dad's car yeah. <laughs> into a space that they shouldn't. <laughs> Tom yeah. Cruise's like gesticulations during that are excellent. So, yeah. The keys, the keys. Oh, my God. <laughs> yes. yeah. That was good. And the, that's one of the cool moments is like the shot of him in front of the car from the yeah. perspective of like inside the car. I thought it was totally. really cool. Yes. That's a very memorable scene, mostly because of the way it's shot. Yeah. I would say. And then it falls in the river. Yeah. And it's also shot really well where it's genuinely like super distressing, not just because of the car, but it seems like he's in danger. Oh, totally. I'm like, Like can he do that as a person? Right. Is that something a human could do? Yeah. Turns out, yes. Something Tom Cruise can do. God bless you, Tom Cruise. Great soundtrack. Mm hmm. Mm -hmm. Like instrumental. Yeah. yeah. Tangerine Dream, for some reason, did this soundtrack, <laughs> which is craziness. But. I, it's just like everything feels, how do I explain it? Like everything feels good in a way where you notice it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Because it's not, it's not sanded down like some of these movies are. There's like, yeah. it feels like an outsider's perspective on 80s teen comedy, which is. Right. A insane thing to say about a movie, but risky business. There it is. Uh, one more like scene or shot I want to call out Absolutely. is the um, it's so strange. Like the scene where Tom Cruise and Lana uh, hook up for the first time. Sure. Is so weird because it's shot like there's um french doors blowing open and wind coming in yes and that's very confusing because (laughs) there's been several scenes leading up to that that have been like a fantasy in tom cruise's mind okay so i thought that was fake i thought that didn't happen and it's such a a weird precedent yeah well i guess so and like maybe that's the point but it was really like, if you're going to have multiple fantasy scenes right before that, yeah, maybe don't totally. have the actual scene be yeah. like a dream. I don't know. It's hard to kind of get your footing at the beginning of this movie because it's kind of oh yeah all over the place. Yeah. I would say the entire movie. Like, it never yeah. feels like one normal thing. <laughs> no. It's like, oh, this is happening now. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Time cruise. Why are you in this restaurant, I guess? And then she's there. And yep. now, okay. And then there's a car chase. Excellent. Okay. I have a question. Yes. Do you have a favorite um, piece of clothing or outfit from this movie? Oh, his like jean short shorts. Yep, of that's course. it. That's exactly it. Maybe he's always like thumbing. He's always like playing with the <laughs> yes. pockets or whatever because he's yeah. nervous, I guess, about something. Yeah. Uh, yes. The clothes <laughs> are really good. Yes. I thought uh, De Mornay's outfits were all really good. Mm hmm. And that's all I'll say about that. Um, yeah. What fun. Part, what made you pick this movie? I don't know. 
I mean, so yeah, I guess I heard, I forget where, but a couple months ago I heard like, oh, this, that risky business is actually about Tom Cruise as a teenager running a brothel. Sure. Um, And I I think I'm just like digging into the old Tom Cruise more or young Tom Cruise, I guess. And I think it's a rich text. And I want to keep digging into I just I enjoy all of them so much. I don't know. He's so electric in everything. It's so fun. Can we close the loop for next time and watch Days of Thunder? Sure. Yes. Have you seen it? Mm -mm. Excellent. Okay. Have you? No. Okay. But I feel like that is the culmination of everything we've talked about in this podcast. Okay. Cool. Okay. Um. Should we move on to uh, upcoming films? Yes. Or not. Last time I did this, a computer crashed. So <laughs> bear with Let us. Let me open. Okay. So basically, there's nothing super Car, exciting coming up. You say I'm that sorry. every time. No, last time there were two exciting things. You didn't even know how many movies were coming out last time. Yes, yes, Car. yes. Ha, 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 ha. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um. Th- I guess the ratio here is there are five things coming out in the next week, and I'd heard about two of them before. Sure. Um, the one coming out, what would this be on Wednesday, September 23rd? Okay. Uh, is the Millie Bobby Brown Enola Holmes movie. No one knows what you just said, Car. The 11 from Stranger Things. Okay. Is the sister of Sherlock Holmes. <laughs> Thank you. You translated it into Target for me. So now I understand. <laughs> okay. Excellent. Um, maybe this is fun for some people, but I have no <laughs> oh my interest. God, God. I'm sorry. <laughs> maybe idiots will like this movie. I don't know. It seems like maybe it's meant for like teens. I don't know. Then I'll love it. Okay. <laughs> Are you going to watch this? Uh, it's on Netflix. <laughs> Woo. Uh, sure. I don't know. What, what, sure. No. Okay. The answer is no. <laughs> okay. I really believed that you were going to. For a I, I feel like last year I would have for some reason. Hmm. Like in the lead up to like end of year stuff last year, I might have. Yeah. But now I'm so tired that I just don't want to do that. Or maybe it's like personal growth. No, I don't think so. Um, I'm going <laughs> to okay. have that taken care of in a week or so. Um, okay. I also think there are, I have, I think the main thing is I've completely lost the plot, even though we do these extremely helpful upcoming movie things of <laughs> what has actually come out this year. So I feel like I'm so far behind the curve that I don't want to spend, you know, one of my precious movie watching yeah. times watching Enola Holmes. Right. I mean, that's how I always feel, right? It's like anytime there's one of these types of movies, it's like it, there's so many movies out there. Yeah. Why this one? Right. Why these two hours? <laughs> yeah. And I can put it on letterbox and then write a three word review. She wears her egos or something. Um, Next. Um, wait, do you want to read the thing or no? Uh, can I read Ava? Sure. Okay. Do I have to do that accent from earlier? You do whatever accent you want. An assassin becomes marked for death. <laughs> death <laughs> oh no by her own black <laughs> I need to stop next it's Atomic Blonde but starring the other lady 
Jessica Chastain. Yes. I and, heard it's but not very also, good. But also, Colin Farrell's in it. A mark of quality for sure. For sure. Always. After questioning orders and a breaking protocol. Yeah. You said you'd heard this was good? No. Okay. Not good, I've heard. Yes. Okay. okay. I was going to be confused because when I looked it up, I saw bad things. Yes. Um, that's kind of a bummer. Sure, I don't know. Sure. Why? Because <laughs> I like the people in this and I'm always down for like a fun spy movie. I just wish it was good. I feel like we have not had a fun spy movie in a while. I don't think Atomic Blonde is a fun spy movie. I think it's a gritty, like, it's not fun to me. No, Atomic that's Blonde. true. Yeah, I, I would agree with that, even though I fiercely love Atomic Blonde. No, I like Atomic Blonde. I just don't think it's like, oh, huh, this is fun spy hijinks happening. It's like, yeah. Heard choking someone with a telephone cord for like five minutes and then heck yeah dying or something. Cool clothes. Okay. <laughs> it's true. What was the last fun spy movie? I don't know. Mission I'm Impossible, like, probably, right? Whatever the last yeah, one was. Yeah, but it'd be more fun to think of one outside of like Mission Impossible. A movies. Bond or a Mission Impossible. <laughs> yeah. Get smart yeah. featuring Anne Hathaway and uh Steve guy from Carell. the office. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's probably it. That's such a weird answer. Car, tell me about Kajillionaire. I guess so. Um, <laughs> Car, why are you so mean? I'm sorry, but these look bad. Um, now, Car, you're telling me two con artists have spent 26 years <laughs> training their only daughter to swindle, scam, and steal at every turn? And you're also telling me that during a desperate and hastily <laughs> conceived heist, they charm a stranger into joining them only to have their entire world turn upside down? I love the fact that some decent percentage, say two or three okay. of all of the movie descriptions in the world have the phrase entire world turned upside down in it. <laughs> it's so true. It's so common and it's so It's fun. so exciting because you think yeah. of all the possibilities and how will they solve it? How will they write Their the world? Their world will be different than it used to be. Huh. Yeah. Heist are um, fun. I like Evan Rachel Wood. Okay. I like Richard Jenkins. For some okay. reason, Richard Jenkins is in two movies coming out next oh, week. Oh, no. <laughs> I like that you skipped over Gina Rodriguez. Uh, I don't have positive feelings towards okay. Gina. That's good. I won't watch man. this, will you? You said you won't? No. Okay. Someday I will. <laughs> okay. When you least expect it, it'll be like it's episode like, 37 or something. I'll be like, guess what I watched, Scar? Or it's like 2068 and you were watching. Finally. Yeah. I put the Ultra 8000K Blu-ray in my mind helmet and then. Oh, no. Take it away. (sighs) The last shift. Yeah. Calling This is the other Richard Jenkins one. Who's Richard Jenkins, Car? You know, he's in all of this stuff. Stranger Things. No, most recently he was in the fish sex movie. You know, the one you love. Shape of Water. You're being so mean tonight. What's what's with you? (laughs) I'm feeling feisty. (laughs) Carl, you got a lot of vinegar in you today. Oh my God. Uh, The Last Shift. Uh, uh, Carl, calling it quits after 38 years. (laughs) That's a long time, Carl. Mm-hmm. An aging fast food worker 
trains his young replacement on the graveyard shift at Oscar's Chicken and Fish. Now, that sounds like a pretty good movie car. It has um, the woman I really love from High Fidelity in it. But. Oh. Joan Cusack. No. I like her as well. I like Joan. Yeah. I don't like John. Oh, well, they're both in High Fidelity, so. Yeah. Buckle up. Any any last shift thoughts, Scar? This doesn't sound. I can never tell if these are like what. Because you just give me the plot description and it's nonsense. Yeah. It's always nonsense. So I can never tell like what caliber of film I'm like. Like this could be like this really like bleak drama, you know, or it could be like Adam Sandler's in it. And he's like, I'm an old fast food worker. This seems like some version. of I watched a trailer for this. Um, Thank you. And it was like some version of like a mumblecore type thing. Oh, bye. Uh, I guess maybe Mumblecore. It's like in that same vein of like a small indie that's just kind of like a sweet story <sighs> and maybe a little silly. <sighs> yeah. What about LX2048? This is... You wrote no over here. All right. I see. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I tried to watch the trailer for this and I couldn't even make it through that. Absolutely Can not. Can you please read me the description? Okay. A terminally ill man tries to yeah. secure the future of his family yeah. in a world where the toxicity of the sun forces people <laughs> to stay inside during the daytime. Can you describe the problem one more time? Specifically, what's wrong? Toxicity of the sun. Excellent. <laughs> forces people to stay inside during the daytime is like a four-year-old describing what's happening. The sun is toxic. <laughs> you have to stay in during the daytime. There, it was so, um, like, in, in one of the quick scenes I caught in the trailer, it was so much like I Am Legend, where it's like, oh, no. we have to get back inside before the... Like, shot of the sun moving across right. the ground. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's silly. Um, but it looks really bad. Like, really, really bad. Okay. It's on VOD. It's on VOD. There's a lot of like weird future technology in it. Okay. There's okay. like a lot of red lasers and stuff. Ooh. Car, I don't think they can put bad movies on VOD. I'm pretty sure that doesn't happen. <laughs> so I don't know where you're coming from on this, but I will watch LX2048 and report back next time. Yeah. Okay. Um, Car, we're not going to be around for the next episode. Rot row. God willing. Um, but we'll be back two weeks from now. Mm-hmm. I guess. What should I watch between now and then? Well, we're watching the Tom Cruise. Yes, Days of Thunder, of course. Robin is racing. And then I didn't mean to do this or to like create this pattern. I keyed your car. <laughs> no. Oh. Um. But is this like a Jacob's I... Ladder of movie recommendations car? No. Are we watching about... Jacob's Ladder? I actually thought about putting that on the list. Yeah. Um. No, not okay. this time at least. Uh, okay. Out of Sight, the J-Lo and Clooney. Oh, okay, sure. Yes. The pattern here is it's a Steven Soderbergh, but I didn't realize Ooh, it. Ooh, and J-Lo and George Clooney. Yeah, which, yeah, that all, that makes sense. <laughs> this is the hole we've dug for ourselves, Carl. <laughs> yeah. All the movies in the world. <laughs> Let's watch the J-Lo movies. I like the J-Lo movies. Okay. Where would you put Made in Manhattan? I love that movie. I saw okay. that movie with our mother in theaters. Oh, did she fall asleep? No. Okay. How could you fall asleep during that romance? I recommended Lake Mungo to our mother because I think oh, she would really like it. 
I think she would like it too. Or fall asleep. Yeah. Well, it's okay. Okay. Well, Car. Yes. I'm glad maybe. Wait, are we watching the first song? Yeah. Okay. (laughs) You really caught me off guard there. I was like, what? (laughs) (laughs) I was like buttoning my coat already. And you were like, what? Um, I will try at some point in the next two weeks to watch the first Saw movie. Yes. I'm so excited. I can't wait to see the guy from The Princess Bride. Carrie Elwes? For some reason, his acting is so bad because he's in a Saw movie. Yeah. I like to not think of him as that character, if at all possible. That's him. I am kind of nervous about this whole process, but I think the first one will be fun. I think it'll all be fun. I have some ideas of like a format and how to discuss it. Okay. Or at least Which like little games we can play. Kill? It would be that. And then it would be, I want to get at the idea of how in the last um, two minutes of each movie, they uncover like the twist, approximately 10,000 twists. Yeah. <laughs> I want to discover And then they that. leave it for the next guy to figure out. Yes. Yeah. And it's always a montage and it's always this propulsive music playing under it. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Jigsaw never even existed. Yes. Um, Jigsaw is 30 different people during this franchise. No. Oh. Including a girl. A girl. Yeah. A what's, girl. Your, uh, what's your flash bulb when you think of Saw, this is the thing you think of thing? The whole There's franchise. There's a couple kills that I can picture so clearly. Okay. Don't One spoil is, them if they're okay. after two. I can't tell you when any okay. of them happen. Very so good. Maybe I shouldn't. Yeah. Okay. But their kills is the flashbulb moment for you. Yes. Yeah, okay. I think so. I mean, that's the only reason why you're watching the movie. Like if we yeah. after the first one, at least. Yeah. yeah. Well, actually, Carly, that's not true because mine is in two <laughs> when the guy has to cut the number off his own neck and he just like starts cutting the flesh off his neck so he can see what number is tattooed <laughs> yes. on the back of his neck. Well, I'm I like, would classify that as one of the kills. Even dude, like I'm not mirror. saying that they die, but yeah. You know. But he dies. The setups, I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Two is Oh, dark. I love like it's so funny how <laughs> it's like a the whole thing is like it, he's teaching these people a lesson. Yeah. yeah, the morals. And then the lady gets through it and she's like a better person for it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Awesome. <laughs> I'm gonna put your son in a safe to teach you a lesson, Carrie. Always, <laughs> you need to learn the value of life. Boy, yeah. Well, we'll get to that at some point. Car, thanks for sitting down and putting pillows on the window. Yeah, we'll sound much different next episode. Sure. Yeah, I got nothing. I hope they do a good job. I hope they don't mention that one movie. I really I couldn't figure out why you said they'll sound different or will sound different next episode. Yeah, <laughs> I thought just you just meant like our voices would be different or something. <laughs> they will be. Yeah, that's true. I told them to play as us. <laughs> okay. That's <laughs> terrifying. You? We'll see how no. that goes. Alright, I'm wrapping it up. Thanks. Okay. I'm gonna play the music now. Do, 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 do. I do, 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 do.